guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi, and today's movie is After the Ball. According to Google Movies, with help from a princely shoe salesman, her godmother's vintage garb, and an identity switch, a young woman exposes her evil stepfamily and saves her father's fashion company. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 25 and the audience a 43. We're just never going to pick good movies this year, huh? Bad year. highly rated. <laughs> yeah. It's 2021, nothing above a 21. <laughs> I like that rule. I can't. Okay, so I've never heard of this movie. I had never seen this movie. And you told me about it. And I was just like, okay, going into it, not really knowing what the hell I'm expecting. And I didn't like read anything about it or watch the trailers or anything like that. So I, as I started to watch this movie, I still had no idea. But eventually I realized it's a fucking Cinderella movie. Yeah. Your ass tricked my ass to watch a fucking Cinderella story. Okay, at least it wasn't Shakespeare. Oh, I don't know which is worse. I really don't. Because <laughs> I, you know what? I might have enjoyed, well, not enjoyed, but I might have preferred to watch the Romeo and Juliet with Leo DiCaprio in it, possibly. possibly. Oh, yeah, but that's just because of Mercutio. Maybe we'll get there. But we're well. not there now. <laughs> no, there we're no here with Kate, an aspiring mm-hmm. fashion designer who can't get hired as a designer anyway because her father has a business designing and selling knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Which, like, let's not get into consumerism and overpriced designer goods. It <laughs> makes perfect sense why you're not going to hire somebody who's blood related to somebody who steals your designs. Yeah, it does make sense. I was not mad at that woman. But before we get to that, whatever brand woman she is we get to a um I don't know what she is she's a person getting I guess she's also a designer but she's getting the models ready to oh. go on the runway and she gets pissed off because the model ripped the clothes or whatever something happened to the dress she's wearing and the girl says that it's not her fault because the model says it's not her fault because the uh, they made it so flimsy or whatever and she goes no, it's because you put your, like, you ripped it with your stiletto. Who puts their shoes on first? And the Russian model stares her dead in the eye with her dead eyes and goes, Russians. And I loved it. So good. She, she reminded was... me of a character in um, Shameless. She 100%. reminded me of Cece's friend from oh, yes, New Girl. <laughs> the Russians are always the good ones. <laughs> I loved that Russian model. It made me she sad that she never came back. She was Same. so fun. I expected at least the other um, designer chick, I don't know what her name is, to have come back because it seemed like she and um, Kate were friends. So at least she would have had like a conversation with her again in the future and she never does again. So that was no. interesting. The entire point of this scene was to show that Kate wants to be a designer but isn't a designer yet. And also that her father is an absentee dad who didn't come to her design showcase thing because he's a busy man. Yeah, boohoo but, for both of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, we'll get there because right now... I wasn't even that pissed at him. I mean, I was pissed a little bit, but I didn't know how pissed to be. <laughs> yep. Um, it was just like, oh, just a, a fashion show you didn't show up to because you're busy doing your own fashion things. Could be an understandable thing. Yeah, it's not, but we haven't yeah. found that out yet. <laughs> um, 
After getting rejected by Prada, Kate goes to stay with her godmother, Bella, and Bella's friend, Richard, who is the most stereotype gay in the entire (laughs) world. But he's so good, and I love him. I do, too. He was wonderful. Um, I did, however, have a very strange reaction. Okay, first of all, I didn't know who these people were. I don't know if I, like, missed a line or something when I just didn't understand who either um, Bella or Richard were to Kate. I thought Bella was her mother, you know? And obviously I didn't think Richard was her dad, but (laughs) I thought that was her mother. Um, But anyway, and so Richard has a really weird moment with Kate for me where she come, he comes and grabs her and goes, God, you look more like your mother every day. And then he makes like this weird noise and kisses her forehead. And I was really, really bothered by all of it. Like, I know you're a gay man too. So it's definitely not like, Oh, I want to put my penis in you. But like, it felt like that because of the way he said it and there the way that he looked at her, it was really gross. I was like, please stop. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Lee, her father, did not come to the show, but he sends her a message offering her a job at his faction company anyway, because you don't have to love your kid to be wildly nepotistic. Mm -hmm. And she at first says that she's going to turn it down because I want to work in a couture fashion house. (laughs) And Richard's response is, and I want to perform Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on Broadway opposite Channing Tatum. Yes. (laughs) Like, he was wonderful. I was like, I I think Bella says I would watch that. I'm like, yeah, so would I. Go yeah. It. <laughs> it's a good point, though. Like, this girl is so privileged, and it makes it hard mm-hmm. for me to root for her. And, I mean, I hate talking about that, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of the privilege thing. But she thinks she's going to get picked up by a couturier immediately out of design school without working her way up because she's just so talented. No, it's because she's a white blonde bitch. I'm sorry, but that's why she thinks she should. Like, but I'm pretty and I'm white. What? <laughs> that's what it felt like to me anyway. It was just like, you just think people should just pick you up just cause? No. It's like other people might have to work their way up, but I'm such a great designer that I'm just going to get discovered immediately. It's like, no, you're not. You're going to be a waitress for 10 years while you intern at Prada. Yeah, that's how the fuck it works. Anything that you want to do, you need the experience. (laughs) But she she gets even worse with that, I think, later on. But we're not there yet. Very. Uh, she asks what Richard would do in her shoes and he immediately tells her to get new shoes because no one wants to see a dentist <laughs> with bad teeth. The movie doesn't need Bella. He could have been the step, uh, the uh, fairy godmother. Yeah, didn't need yeah. her at all, just him. She was adorable, but yeah, she didn't really do anything for anyone or the movie or me. <laughs> like, yeah. she was a cute woman, but I just didn't care that she was there. Maybe they just needed a real reason for Richard to be there and they couldn't figure it out because they didn't think, like, oh, maybe Godfather? That yeah. could have worked, you know? Fairy Godfather works, too. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of adorable, though, I think we're supposed to get, like, the Zoe Deschanel adorable vibe from Kate because she's, oh. like clumsy and she's dressed wrong for her interview and everyone's judging her and she walks into a door but honestly I'm so over the whole like I'm different I'm quirky I didn't dress in the standard dress code for my industry because I'm special and now other people are making me feel insecure like if you wear an evening gown to a gym people are gonna look at you like you don't belong in that gym that's on you yep (laughs) 
Daniel comes over to reassure her because she's pretty and yeah. he wants to sleep with her. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's a, he's a man, a straight man. That's what happens. De- okay, debatably straight. I'm going to start with that because we oh, will get there. Gosh, I will talk about movie. it. Huh? It would be such a much better movie. It really would, honest to God. But we're not there and I will keep my opinions until we get there. <laughs> uh- no, Daniel talks her down, calms her down, and then she mm-hmm. beans him in the face with the door, mm-hmm. too, because she's so adorable, and I'm over it already. Like, Clumsy isn't a personality, and it's all she has for this entire portion of the movie, where she's yeah. just like, I'm sad, and also I knock things over a lot, but I'm pretty. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a personality. Okay, and I'm sorry, like, she's she is a pretty girl, but she's not, like, drop-dead gorgeous tits, like, popping out of her blouse, tiny little miniskirt with her ass hanging out, that a man gets hit in the face by the door and goes, I still want to fuck you. That doesn't happen. I'm sorry, okay? Average-looking girls don't get the guy like that. <laughs> like, you hit him in the face with a door after you hit yourself in the face with a door. That guy wants nothing to do with you anymore from that point on. But no, I'm sorry. Daniel does. And I'll be honest, he's a little pathetic. We find that out pretty soon, too. Kind of, yeah. Cute, (laughs) pathetic. Yeah. Um, Kate's dad is an asshole, so he sets up a meeting with her while he's out of the country. (laughs) So she has to deal with her stepmom, Elise, who is amazing. I love her. She's such a good villain for this type of a movie. Like, low-level villain, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So fucking good. She does such a great job shifting between that, like, sickly, sweet... Mm-hmm. Like, at first, she's insisting that a manufacturer on the phone gets her the price she was quoted, even though there was a typhoon. <laughs> just, like, yep. a complete corporate bitch. And the second Kate walks in, she's just like, oh, Katie, baby. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what a cute hat. That's so brave. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> and she plays it perfectly. She really does. I don't know this. I don't know if I know this actress. I'll say it that way. But she is perfect for this role. Like, how do you switch between? Because she does it with Kate, too. She goes back and forth between the, like, super sugary sweet to giving her that look. And it's, it's so flawlessly done. I love it. Oh, yeah. The Wicked Stepmom vibe is perfect. Like, in Cinderella, there was no nuance to it at all. It was just like, this is a wildly abusive, mean-ass lady. This is the kind of woman where you can believe her father didn't know. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And Um, she's beautiful, too, so that helps Dad be a little bit blind, so... (laughs) Elise tries to subtly steer Kate into not wanting to work there, but when it doesn't work, she kind of has no choice but to hire her. Yep. And Kate's first act as an employee is to collapse an entire rack of clothing within her first 30 seconds of working there because she's quirky. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe you shouldn't work in a fashion industry where you could just knock shit over at any given time. Like, okay, here's the thing. I'm clumsy. I, I walk into walls. I walk into desks. I just, I hurt myself all the fucking time, constantly. I don't hurt other people or other people's things because I give a shit about other people. Like clumsy and klutzy and that kind of thing happens where you're rushing and you're not paying attention. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen when other people's important shit has something to do with it. Like you don't, and if it does, you're a selfish bitch. 
like you're not Russian being model at the beginning is lucky she didn't get her tit poked <laughs> out with that safety pin that's true very true yeah like you need to grow up I think is what it is like you need to check yourself really quickly and just be like wait why do I keep knocking things over and walking into things like she's trying to sit down you can't even sit down without like breaking things I don't want you in my office either get the fuck out like what are you doing you're not five no uh, we it's meet easy to say that I, I i very very much don't like kate but you know, i hate we'll kate. See. she's not okay, the worst we'll get there um oh interesting tannis and simone kate's oh. wicked stepsisters i adore them they're both so great with timing tannis is my favorite character in the entire movie same holy shit oh yes <laughs> high five oh, i adore her like she's I feel like she can be sweet, but she's just constantly pushed into being evil. You know what I mean? Like she, it's not in her, like, it's not like she wants to be evil. She's just like, no, but I want things and I deserve things. So if I have to be able to get them, I guess I'm, I'm going to, but she's not even good at it. And it's adorable. Yeah. I think she could get along with Kate, except her mom and sister don't want her to. And, and you know what? I don't want her to. Me either. I also really enjoy that when Elise walks into that meeting, she goes, I see everyone has a water and I don't. I guess I'm not thirsty. And she just takes somebody else's water. And you know what? She has a point. Like, if your boss is there at the meeting, you make sure she has a water. Well, especially because we see, not to jump around, she is Mm -hmm. running this shit. Lee Mm -hmm. is a dickless monster who just sits in his office all the time. It is just like whining. She arranges the meetings she does the phone calls she does Mm -hmm. all of the shit Mm -hmm. and he does nothing so yeah she is your boss Mm -hmm. um tannis and simone basically bully kate into modeling the sample (laughs) dress because they fired the real model but it's after kate has knocked over the clothing rack and they do it (laughs) by saying we need to support her right now after having that embarrassing fall i mean we all saw it (laughs) I think the problem is everyone in this movie even the awful characters are so charismatic except Mm -hmm. for Kate and Lee and they're the ones we're supposed to love so much like they're our protagonists at Mm -hmm. at least especially Kate Mm -hmm. but the villains have so much more comedic timing and chemistry together and it's good yeah close Um, to kind of whine and pout and bitch and moan and it's not enjoyable no it's just so much funnier to follow the villains around uh kate finally agrees to do the modeling but she has trouble changing out of her 25 layers and then rips the sample when she tries it on who can't put her dress on like it wasn't a difficult dress it's a one layer straight dress I can't tell if that dress was designed poorly or if she put it on wrong somehow because it wasn't on when she went out, but it was boxy and it made her look frumpy and kind of thick. Mm -hmm. But I can't tell if she put it on wrong or not because she ripped it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, I can understand you ripping it if you were not the model for that dress originally. Maybe the dress doesn't fit right on some part of you and it rips and that's not your fault. However, she can't even get the dress down over her head. Who can't get a dress? Five-year-olds can. 
what is wrong with you? Like, you can't sit down and you can't put a dress on. I'm starting to think she is special needs at this point. And it's like, on one hand, I'm like, you're fucked up. Like, what's wrong with you? On the other hand, I'm like, well, maybe she has special needs. I don't know. I don't even want to make fun of her for it anymore. But she's not. And it's just, it's supposed to be cute. Yeah. It's not cute. You're a grown up. It's really not. And I would say that Elise is the reason that Tannis and Simone hate Kate because she even tells them, get her to quit. Yeah. But when they're talking to Elise, Simone basically says that Kate thinks she's too good to work in retail fashion because like, oh, but she says she's too good to work here. Mm -hmm. So basically these three are monsters and Kate is an uppity rich bitch snob and they're all the villain. Yep. The only yeah. torture they can think for her to do is to sort the accessory room wearing the <laughs> ugly dress, which any first day intern would be asked to do. So, uh huh. Well, okay, before that, though, when Elise is telling the girls, like, I don't think she's going to like it here or whatever, <laughs> Tannis's reaction is one of my favorite lines, not my absolute mm-hmm. favorite. But she confusedly looks at her sister and says, why not? Why wouldn't she like it here? There's free coffee and donuts, cookies. And I'm like, you are so simple. And you know what? I'm with you, girl. If I had free donuts and coffee and cookies at my job, I'd fucking love it there, too. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, she asks them how they want it. And you know what? Tannis's reaction isn't something I blame there either because she says, uh, sorted. And I'm like, yeah. Clean the room. What do you mean? How do you want it? No, go do your fucking job. (laughs) Yeah, but she doesn't because she sits there and arranges buttons for a minute and then immediately blows it off to sketch designs, which is not what she's being paid to do. (laughs) But that's the thing, though, where she's like, but I'm a prodigy designer. Like, I'm such a good designer. Obviously, they want me to do that and not to work my way up, even though she constantly says, oh, I'll work my way up. Every time they ask her to work her way up, she immediately blows it off. Yep. Uh, And then she takes her design to them, because that's smart. Yep. (laughs) And Simone looks at it, and it's actually kind of cute. And Mm -hmm. Maurice agrees, and he is just horrified that they blow it off. Mm -hmm. But Simone looks at it, realizes that it's cute, but can't say it, and then goes... Kate, if I wanted you to have an idea, I'd give it to you. <laughs> Love so it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, Kate, who's just clumsy and doesn't know anything, la di da di da just leaves her design with them. Yeah. Like, well, you don't have to so know sad. they're evil. Yeah, but, like, you don't have to know that they're evil to not leave your sh- She's constantly leaving her shit everywhere, actually, so I'm not really that surprised. She, yeah. I think through the whole rest of the movie, she's like, can I just go get my things? And they're like, no, no. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll just leave my purse and my wallet and my phone and everything that I own in that room that anyone could go into. I'm sorry. I've worked in offices. If my purse was not locked up somewhere, I was not okay. You know, <laughs> like I should have the only key to my purse. That's it. Nobody else should be able to get near it. But exactly. she just doesn't care. Um. She finally does get to see her father, and Lee mm. is very much the typical, like, I got married and now I have a new family parent. He yep. clearly prioritizes Elise over Kate, and somehow just, he's just nice enough and apologetic enough to her to make her feel like she has to apologize to him, even though yep. none of this with him has been her fault. Yeah. Suck. She- 
he's an awful, awful character person. He is but my least favorite, and we haven't even gotten to why yet. Yeah, I could agree with you. He's definitely worse than her. Um, I but I also wish she had at least a little bit of a backbone because she doesn't at all. <laughs> like no. not even a little bit with anyone, including her father. And nope. I, I was at that point too, where I was just like, I don't care about your relationship. I don't care if your daddy ever loves you. Like I'm already over it, just completely over it. And I know that sounds like I'm a heartless bitch, but why do you, like, okay, I, I'm, this is a bad thing for me to say. Cause I, my parents both love me and I love them and I'm very close to both of them. So I can't really speak on it on a personal level, but like, if someone's an asshole to you, even if that's your parent, at some point when you're an adult, you got to go, all right, I don't even fucking want you in my life because you just keep doing this to me. You keep hurting me. It's Easier the same thing said with, than done. It is, but like we say it to people who are in relationships with people too. And the thing is, is it's easier said than done, but I don't think she even realizes that even slightly. She's just like, but my daddy loves me. And I'm like, okay, seriously, you're fine. Okay, cool. Let's just move on. <laughs> In the original Cinderella story, the father dies, and then the wicked mm-hmm. stepmother becomes wicked. So he mm-hmm. had no, like, culpability in that. He was a good father. In yeah. this, the fact that the father did not die means that he is more to blame than anyone else is because he's the one who had a responsibility to protect this girl, and he let her be that fucked over. And, and just, like-, like, provided money. And he married and, and like married another woman and had a family and her mom died, which means she was on her own, right? So he was just like, I'm not going to be in any part of your life, even though I'm your only parent remaining. Yep. You're an awful person. <laughs> uh, Kate goes back to the button room after that and mm-hmm. she winds up losing track of one of the buttons. It oh. literally rolls out of the filing room, down the hall, and down the staircase. It looked like an outtake from It. I was <laughs> expecting her to get her brains just eaten. Oh, that would be fun. I'd Unfortunately, that, it was just <laughs> another magic meet cute where she just so adorably almost puts Daniel's eye out with a high heel and then knocks their heads together. Kill me. Yeah, like uh, that's awful already. But like, also, don't just walk into someone's room even if they're not in there. Just saying hello and then walking in and then pick picking up the shoe that does not belong to you in any way, shape, or form, is not cute, is not okay. Get the fuck out of the room. You don't know whose it is. You don't know if there is someone there. You don't know if you're supposed to be in there. Even if the door is open, walk out. She's also accident-prone as hell. You don't know Mm -hmm. if you're going to break that shoe. Exactly, yeah. Their love story was just awful, and I just had no care for it at all. Eh, we'll see. Um, she's a clothing designer and I'm not taking anything away from her knowledge there but apparently it also means that she knows all the details about shoemaking apparently and that's not (laughs) how that works yeah no those are different like I I am a professional seamstress and I don't know shit about cobbling shoes (laughs) but you're not Kate though Kate's perfect and she knows everything about everything when it comes to fashion she doesn't know something is though because Daniel flirtily walks with her through an empty room and talks about all the layoffs and how badly is it business. <laughs> yeah. 
And okay. Kate falls. Again. Of course she does. That's what she does. It's her only she, personality trait. She also says that she can't find her way back to the room, the the room she was working in, which was down the hall and up some stairs. I guess I'm the magic button couldn't go back up. <laughs> she, this woman is just completely incapable. How has she survived this long by herself? Has she, she just always had some dick taking care of her? Because that's what it feels like. Like, she couldn't survive on her own. I don't believe it for one second. Nope. Like, how does she cook dinner for herself? She must have burnt down a few places at least. But yeah, he's flirting with her, at least trying to, while also, you know, talking shit about her dad. But he doesn't know that he's her dad and when he finds out and she's like oh I thought everyone knew that I was her his dad or his his daughter and then he's like oh no I'm trying to just now recap everything that I just said to you like holy shit am I gonna lose my job you know that's what's going through his poor little brain and she's just like oh I'm sorry I'm like what the fuck are you sorry for he just talked shit about your dad why are you apologizing no, she apologizes to everyone for everything. Yep. She's kind of, like, annoyingly annoying. That's my best description of her. You're annoyingly annoying. <laughs> yep. Uh, they almost kiss, but he bails. Mm-hmm, because he's pathetic. Okay, yeah. no, not kissing no. someone doesn't make you pathetic, but he's he is pathetic. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just... I'm actually glad they didn't kiss. I was kind of hoping it never would happen, but I yeah. knew it was going to. <laughs> um, Lee had made dinner plans with Kate for a few days away, and he's already bailing on her for more important things and not really trying to make it work, not even saying, well, since you work here and I work here, let's have lunch in my office. <laughs> yep. No, he's not trying even a little bit. No. Maybe he's oh. scared that she'll, like, break his shit. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, Elise's new plan to get rid of Kate is to promote her to design and have oh. Tannis and Simone steal her button dress. Yep. And they show it to Lee in front of Kate, who is horrified, but Lee loves it. And yeah. he boops Simone's nose, and Tannis immediately is like, do I get to boop too? And it's adorable. <laughs> it's so cute. Well, and, okay, she gets promoted. For no reason. No. None. Nothing. And I mean, I get why Elise is doing it. But she's just like, oh my god, yay, I got promoted. Yeah, about that whole no special treatment thing, maybe this is where you go. But remember we said no special treatment. I gotta work my way up. I've only been here for like two days. She doesn't think it's special treatment, though. She thinks she earned it for being the best designer ever, Mm. OMG. (laughs) I don't know if I'm like... I love that you just did that, or if I'm just embarrassed for you that you just did that. Yep. That's the appropriate feeling. Yeah. Um, When Kate tries to confront them, my Mm. favorite line happens. Ooh, okay. Uh, Simone tells Kate that there's no I in Castle. Oh. Tannis responds, except at the end, after the E. When Simone... (laughs) responds that those are L's it's tough but you write them like I's Simone google it it's called grammar (laughs) do you know what hurts me most about that what I'm a sixth grade English teacher I bet you some of my kids actually think things like that it hurts so much 
but she's it's adorable. Per- <laughs> it's perfect writing. The two of them did a great job as those characters. They did. I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she can't seem to stand up for herself ever. And, like, how would she? She doesn't have any record that that was hers because she just took her one drawing of it and or sketch of it and gave it to them. So, you know what? You handed the shit to them and they were like, okay, we're going to run with this. And I'm not sure I blame them. <laughs> like, it's not a nice thing to do, but you're also a fucking moron. No wonder Very. you're never going to get hired. Oh, but we'll get to that, too. <laughs> well, she's a moron, but she they are also doing a good job of confusing her. Tannison's mm-hmm. moans start to give her directions at the same time, yep. which confuses her into uploading the designs for that particular dress onto a public server that Mm -hmm. one of their competitors was able to get it off of so after kate goes to drop something off at the flagship store which basically only happens so we can see how like expensive castles knockoff clothes are and how much kate thinks she's better than them Okay, that scene was so annoying to me because we see the girl and her mom and she, I'm guessing she's trying on a dress for like prom or something like that, right? Yeah. And she's like, I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel special. I want that dress. And the mom's like, sweet, remember we talked about it. It's too expensive. We can't afford it. She's like, come on, please. I'm like, you are a brat. I hate you. I hope you get no dress. Your mother is is... Like, she's, like, 17. She's not 12. Like, calm the fuck on. <laughs> the dress she was wearing was cute. I mean, it, it was cute. got on her tits, but it was no. cute. It was, and, like, I felt so bad for that mom because this child is the most bratty child. And then Kate's reaction to it is just, like, it was so sad. She hated it. She just wanted the perfect dress, and it, she couldn't have it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why didn't you go over and offer to buy it for uh-huh. her? Uh-huh. <laughs> Or to make her her own custom dress, because you are a designer, and you could give her anything she wanted. But no, she's just complaining about how this bratty little brat wasn't able to get her perfect little dress for her pretty, pretty day. It's like, it's prom. Mm. It happens one night. You never wear that dress again. Let's just fucking stop with this shit, please. Exactly. (laughs) By the time Kate is back, they've already got the evidence against her that she is a traitor for the competitors. Mm. Mm -hmm. and. I don't disagree based on the fraudulent evidence that they set up that she should have been fired. What I disagree with is that instead of handling this like a CEO and father, Lee just sits there not making eye contact and lets his (laughs) wife just handle his shit for him. Yeah, It's like, no, have the balls. This is your business. You're the CEO. Why did you even come in? Why not just give the thing to her and stay home? If you're oh, not going to have any agency. Well, again. he came in so that he could just look at her and be like, oh, I can't have this kind of behavior at my business. It's like, you don't know what kind of behavior you have at your business. You're never there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, but Elise is so good at this too. Cause she just sits there and stares um, Kate dead in the eye as Kate is like, clearly I've been set up. And uh, Lee is like, you know, who would do this? Who would set you up? Or no, maybe that's Elise. I can't remember. One of them asks that question. And she just stares at her. And it's kind of that moment where at least I thought Kate was starting to realize that it was Elise who set her up, you know? I'm not sure she did, but I thought that was what that was supposed to be. And Elise just sits there and is basically like daring her, like, I dare you 
to try to say anything against me now. <laughs> yeah. And she can't because she has nothing because she leaves her phone everywhere and she leaves her purse everywhere. And... Exactly. <laughs> I'm so over her. But it's about to get good. It We're is. getting close. <laughs> because Kate is complaining about all of this to Bella and Richard and they decide that that she is going to pose as a boy, get hired to Castle again, and get close to Lee, though fuck's sake, I can't imagine why you'd want to. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Nate, Kate's alter ego, is legitimately hideous. So ugly! <laughs> like, And I love him! <laughs> so I much. why. But, like, Kate has these, like, really empty eyes, and they only mm-hmm. have anything because they're blue. But mm-hmm. then you put on the really dark contacts and the prosthetic nose and the dark wig and it does <laughs> not work at all. They do work to disguise Kate, though, even though she's yes. awful at acting like a guy. So bad at it. But you know what I love, by the way? Because this movie is not like that. Because Elise is a strong-ass bitch and she takes care of business herself. She don't need no man. But... Yeah. <sighs> I felt in the this or these scenes when you know Kate becomes Nate and starts to be like I am a man and you will stop from me and you will listen to me I'm Richard and it's just like oh my god this movie is about how if you're a man if you walk into a business people will shut the fuck up and look and listen to what you got to say but if you're a girl it's not going to happen it's you got to not- like force it to happen more <laughs> It's not about her being a man, though. It's about her having the personality of Richard. If she would have walked in as Kate and said, you will listen to what the fuck I have to say. That's true. It might have worked, but she didn't. She didn't do that until she was Nate. Yeah. And you know what? I like Richard way better than I like Kate. So if we're going to spend the rest of the movie (laughs) with someone acting like Richard and not someone acting like Kate, thumbs (laughs) up. Yeah, I I remember. Uh You told me when I picked this movie, you're like, oh, in uh, Mr. Robot, uh, Portia Doubleday is, I don't think, I think that's the only character she knows how to play. And it's like, really? Because she knows how to play two very different characters. And I will, I will take that back. I had never seen this actress in anything besides Mr. Robot. And I hate her character so very much. She is so dull. And so like, she does have the dead eyes. So I guess that is just something that's there but her character in that is also just really awful so I just hated her so much so I just kind of didn't like the actress and I expected to really just get that exact same thing here and Kate I don't like Kate either but she is definitely not the same as the character she plays in Mr. Robot and Nate is wonderful Nate is like I wanted this entire movie to just literally be about Nate like so much just Nate let's not have a Kate anymore even if he is hideous very (laughs) um Nate interviews with Elise and holy shit the nose is so awful like (laughs) it looks like the California Raisins Rudolph claymation (laughs) yes oh god I forgot that I remember that's so bad Oh, but yeah she he he's able to with his Richard attitude shut Elise up and it's really good (laughs) a little bit but she's actually about to dismiss him when lee gets excited Mm. about him 
Mm-hmm. And I guess now that his estranged daughter isn't there, Lee has a ton of time to spend on his employees, <laughs> listening to their ideas, because he's a bag of dicks and I hate him. Yeah, I do too. Um, there's, I don't think this is the type of character that could make up for all the asshole shit we found out about him. Like, there is no going back. There is no, I forgive you. You're awful. And I like I'm never gonna change my mind about that no matter what they even try to make us feel bad for him at some point and I don't I actually it actually makes it worse yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah he tells Lee tells um Nate that he has until Friday to be fair I don't know what day this is this might be Thursday but he tells Nate that he has until Friday to come up with something to wow him essentially and Nate agrees and then when he he she gets home okay <laughs> she's wait. just like oh yeah um the deal is that if nate can come up with a design that's not only good enough but cheap enough to produce that they oh, will right. cut and manufacture it in-house mm-hmm. and bring back all of the people they laid off basically mm-hmm. which as a seamstress is so much easier said than done cutting is very difficult and very expensive this mm. is a business shutting down venture. Yeah. Like, you might not realize that from the outside. It's like, oh, it seems like a little thing. No, this is the difference between losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm, yeah. Which, then I guess maybe it makes sense that they are they stopped doing that, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because their business seems to be not doing well anyway, because their shit is boring nobody wants to pay that much money for it and the people who like some of the clothes can't afford to buy it so i can't imagine they're making much money at all which i mean i guess is at least his plan which i kind of get but i also kind of don't get (laughs) we will get there i'm more sympathetic to her than i expected to be but we'll get there interesting okay but yes, yeah, so are we caught up with that when she's at home? Yes. Because my thing with that was, I know, and you explained it, and it makes a little more sense why it would be difficult. And again, granted, I don't know what day this is, but she's just like, I'm an amazing designer. I'm the best. Everybody should just hire me. I should go work for Prada straight out of design school. And then she's like, I have no ideas. I have nothing new. And I need something by Friday. I can't do this. Like, bitch, then you shouldn't work for Prada. <laughs> like, do you think Prada is going to sit there? And I don't mean like, person prod i mean the company's gonna sit there and be like oh you can't come up with the design by the deadline that's okay sweetie we'll give you a new deadline no they're gonna be like get the fuck out of here we'll put somebody else in your place who can do the job yeah we've got 75 people sorting buttons downstairs that have sketchbooks (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah she winds up just modifying something that she showed at her fashion showcase because her absentee father didn't show up for it so she knows that he doesn't know what she did yep which is a good enough idea and you know what i'm not gonna argue with it the dress she made was kind of cute okay i was a little so she modified it from the dress that she had to this dress and i know that it was supposed to be like from day to evening something like that right that they were going for Yes. But I liked the dress that she had at at the house better than <laughs> the dress she comes up with later. It had a lot of weird colors on the train that I didn't like. Mm, okay. 
I just uh, think it looked prettier, and this does look like something somebody who worked in the office all day would like switch into to go out for the night or something. Oh yeah, so you it put it underneath sense. your uh, blazer to take the blazer off. Yep. Yeah, it could work. Oh. It was cute. Tannis and Simone made a collection too. <laughs> it was sequined leopard print, and they don't go over well, but those would sell like fucking hotcakes. I guarantee it. I would buy that shit. I thought it was so cute because there was also like a sweater with the skirt. And I'm like, that's that's the look I want. Like, it's it was cute. I loved it. I would it buy it. It didn't look expensive to manufacture. It didn't mm-hmm. look, it wasn't day to evening office wear, but it looked like the kind of thing that you would see like a teenager wearing like a sequin mini skirt with leggings and a big leopard sweater. Or somebody in their 20s even who does work in the office. Like, just because you're in your 20s and you can wear a pencil skirt to the office doesn't mean when you go out at night, you're not wearing the, like, tiny little booty skirt. Like, you're still in your 20s. You know what I mean? So I could totally see somebody doing that. It might might just be wrong for their brand, though, because Lee seems very worried about those things working as day wear. Mm -hmm. So he might just be looking for the day to evening office people though if that's what they're looking for i don't know why their flagship store is selling prom dresses yeah that doesn't make any sense but whatever (sighs) Um, lee doesn't know what they sell he's never anywhere (laughs) no the only thing he knows that they sell is a coat that they sold in like the 70s (laughs) yep that's literally all (sighs) um Tannis and Simone are supposed to intimidate Nate the way they did Kate, but because he's being Richard, he doesn't take any of their shit. Mm -hmm. And Maurice, the adorable receptionist guy, has a crush on him immediately, and poor Maurice deserves better. But you know what? It was cute. It was so cute. It was really cute. I loved Maurice, and I was so glad that he ends up being in the movie more, like, more towards the end, um, because he is... He's so much fun. And and I know you already said this, but yeah, all of the side characters are so enjoyable. Minus Daniel are so enjoyable. He's an awful actor. Yeah. But in a really charming way. He's so adorable. Like I want, can, can I be BFFs with him? I will go to his gay club happily. I will go with him. (laughs) The three of them do decide that they're going to go out tonight to like celebrate him working there or something Uh and they're gossiping because nate at least Mm. maurice thinks nate has a crush on daniel Mm -hmm. and he tells nate about daniel's commitment issues Mm -hmm. about five years ago daniel caught his fiance letting someone else dip his fork into her fondue (laughs) and in case you were unclear he tries to clarify that by fondue he meant vagina but if that's the only (laughs) thing you wanted to clarify was someone trying to stick a fork into this woman (laughs) gross i mean if that's what you're into just be careful But the entire point is that Daniel has trust issues, so Kate pretending to be someone else and lying to him constantly to get close to him is, I'm sure, a great strategy for romance. Yep, totally the best. Uh, I really also love, by the way, that Maurice is standing there like, here, I will tell you all about him and how you can't have him so that you will start to have a crush on me because he's unavailable. I know he's cute, super cute, but he's unavailable, so hi, let's go out. Me and you, please? (laughs) And it's my so dream cute. movie is him and Daniel having a romance over there and Kate like yes. finding herself. Yeah. 
Well, okay, because here's the thing. When Daniel is invited to go out with them, he says, just don't let Maurice pick the place. And then when they get to the club and Ma- Maurice is fabulous as fuck, my God, he's wonderful. Uh-huh. Daniel uh, whispers to Nate, I told you not to let him pick the place. And I'm like, so you've done this with him before. I love that. Okay. I want to go to that date. <laughs> Daniel is an A plus dude. Because at some point during this night, they are getting hammered and dancing and Nate tries to kiss him because she has forgotten that she is Nate and not Kate. And she not only does he (laughs) so gently let her down, Mm -hmm. but the next day when he sees Nate, it's totally cool. And he, he is the one trying to be like, yeah, no, it was nothing. It's totally cool. Yeah. Like, A plus, dude. Yeah, he's wonderful. Like, you're bland as fuck, you got commitment issues, but you're a bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're a bro. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Yeah, he's he's a nice guy. And I, I think, like, I don't think it was his fault that he comes off as being boring. Because, you know what? He's not boring when it's the three of them out having a good time. He's dancing with them. He's out of, he's... I'm going to put those in air quotes, but he's a straight man at a gay club <laughs> having a damn good time with these two, what he thinks are gay men, dancing with them, partying, just having a really good night out. And so he's not boring. But every time we see him with Kate, I just want to like slap him. Like, why are you so boring? Why are they you so boring? very little chemistry. Very, yeah. And, and I very little to, like, talk about yeah, because what are they going to talk about? About how that girl really wanted that dress. Because that's yeah. that was kind of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, back in the office, Maurice sets up a spyware program for Nate to make sure his designs aren't stolen. Mm-hmm. And when Nate tries to open up another folder, Maurice stops him with a hand on the chest. So either she's wearing the best binder in history or <laughs> he's totally down to fuck a trans boy. <laughs> and you know what? Good for you, Maurice. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) The reason that he stops him, though, is because the designs were Maurice's old design, and it proves why he isn't designing anymore. Alien chic. I can't even say anything about it as of right now. I will talk about it later. Um, (laughs) Yep. Um... But Daniel. Alien, he, he he does make an argument, I will say this. He does make an argument about how it was the thing back then. And I don't know when, I don't know if he like mentions when, like what year or whatever this was. But it was. Alien, I'm going to, I'll go with it. Alien Chic was legitimately a fashion thing in the 90s. So he's not wrong. And, and like in parts of the 2000s, I think, too. So yeah. he's definitely not wrong. We don't see his designs here. So that's all I had to say. (laughs) Maybe we'll see them later. Um, Daniel and Nate make amends over the whole kiss thing. And instead of leaving well enough alone and respecting Daniel's privacy and the fact that he has trust issues, Uh Nate openly digs for information about Daniel's feelings about Kate and pushes him to call her. Yep. Which is stupid on multiple levels because A, you really think these two, if they end up dating in the end, are going to have like an open trusting relationship or is it always going to be like, well, yeah, but you went behind my back and did all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But also, 
Daniel decides he needs to call Kate right now since he has got the guts to do it. And then we have to do that like quick change trope that you've seen in everything oh. from the Flintstones to Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Where somebody has two separate commitments and they have to go to both. So they just rush back and forth from one to the other in an increasingly messy fashion. No, we see a little bit more of that later and I'll talk about that then too. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, same. I do enjoy the bathroom scene, though, with the guy that's in there. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck did I just encounter in here? Yeah. That was funny, at least. Yeah, that's awful, though, because she said the name Daniel, and Daniel works there. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe this guy doesn't know who Daniel is, you know? The shoe guy? The only shoe guy? No, you don't know him. (laughs) She tells Daniel she's working at Bella's clothing store and he decides he has to go see her right away. So she has to leave and get there before Uh, him. Yep. But Tannis and Simone are following (laughs) Nate. So they all have like a mission to get there faster. And it's (laughs) kind of funny. It is. Yeah. Especially Tannis and Simone in anything. They're wonderful. Oh my gosh. I want it. I want a whole movie about them. I don't know what like the premise of the movie would be. I don't want it to be this exact thing again, but like I want a spinoff of them. Yeah. Uh, They see Nate going into that store and Tannis is responsible (laughs) to vintage clothes, like old clothes worn by other people. (laughs) She says she needs a shower. It's so good. Yeah. When they see Daniel in the cab, um, Simone says, "Is it's Daniel or is that Daniel in the cab? And he's, Janice's reaction is, oh, he drives a cab. It's just like, no, he's getting out of the cab. It's just like, yeah. oh my God. It's like she's constantly forgetting what they're doing. All she remembers about what they're doing is that they're spies. And you know that because she's singing the Mission Impossible theme in the car. I'm impressed by that. I didn't expect her to no Mission Impossible or to know or remember the the music from Mission Impossible. So, and it was adorable. It's like, yeah. because we're spies. We're spying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But see, she has Scooby-Doo inspected out that since Kate, who Nate has turned into because she's meeting Daniel there, but mm. since Kate, Nate, and Daniel are all in the same building, that they're the ones leaking Castle's designs to Frost. <laughs> And then Simone has to remind her, no, we are doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I like that she just really concernedly looks at her sister and goes, do you remember any of that? Like, she's honestly concerned, like, you were getting worse by the day. Are you all right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She also thinks that maybe they're all having an affair. Or no, that Nate, I'm sorry, that Nate and uh, Daniel are having an affair. And I'm like, yeah, I could see why you would think that. Yeah. Um, for once, Kate and Daniel kind of seem to be a little cute. They're flirting and trying to decide whether or not this counts as a date. And she says, well, ask me out on any date and I'll say yes. And he asks her to a fashion ball thing. I hated and, that. Okay, everything about that was bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, uh-huh, you go ahead and go through it. <laughs> um... Nate also has to be there, but he doesn't know they're two separate people, so that's not a thing for him. Yeah. But her estranged father, her estranged 
stepmother and her estranged stepsisters are all going to be there. It was a job that she had recently worked for and was fired from. Mm-hmm. And it's a work event for you. Bringing your boss's daughter there to smash is not the smartest option. And that's not the kind of thing that you want to ask her to after she's just said, I won't say no to anything, because that means she kind of has to, even if she doesn't want to go. Yeah, it's like you're manipulating her into going there because any other situation, she could say no to that. And it is the most insensitive thing ever. Like, you're not a moron. I never got the impression that Daniel was stupid. So he knows, he very well knows that they're all going to be there and he's going to end up taking her there and it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable and just awful and everywhere. She just got fired. She's not welcome there. There's no reason for her to be there. So everything else is shitty too, but I hated him, genuinely hated him for that. Because why would you do that to her? Why the fuck would you do that to her? Oh, because drama and because, you know, more quick change hijinks and high stakes. Yeah, and they wanted us to not like Daniel, finally, for some reason, other than being boring when he's with Kate. Like, I also, by the way, was just really frustrated with the fact that it's like freezing cold outside. And you know this because she wears a really ugly Muppet coat thing when they're out there with their umbrella um but she wasn't wearing fucking pants bro you wore a t-shirt it's freezing outside you got a t-shirt on and a giant muppet coat what's wrong with you put on pants <laughs> like stupid yeah. um but yeah like i hated him truly 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 hated him here and i also was just frustrated with her because she gets all like she stops and she wants to say no and then she goes no no yeah yeah of course I'll go with you and it's just like no you know what you could have said you didn't have to say oh I'm also Nate so I can't because I've been tricking everybody this whole time all you would have to say is like can we go anywhere but there because I don't want to be around my dad right now I just got fired from the business blah 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 I don't think our first date should include my entire family (laughs) yeah exactly literally anything would have been better yeah oh this doesn't count as a date because i didn't ask you it's like but pop being there is cool all right hey dude whatever you're into i guess (laughs) um tannis is trying to call all of nate's references to just to figure out like what he's been lying about in hopes of getting him fired but tannis isn't bright enough to recognize that every number is just richard doing a different accent (laughs) apparently he and bella have paid for cell phone plans for every number on (laughs) nate's resume list because those people come in clutch Uh uh-huh they're Richard really is just fucking wonderful. Like, I want a Richard in my life. Can I have a Richard in my life, please? Oh, he's amazing. At some yeah. point, Tannis insists, I'm sorry, but I do not speak foreign. <laughs> it's and such you know an what? asshole thing to say, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, as a foreigner, I should probably hate her for that, but I'm just like, no. But she decides that after speaking to all of them, that even she kind of loves me. Yep. Yeah. It's adorable. It is, yeah. And I mean, speaking of adorable, though, they go to the flagship store and Kate's dress is selling out and it's actually super cute in other colors. It is. Yeah. And that was like, that was a cool moment. And it's like, yeah, maybe if you weren't just such a stupid person, you would have been able to have this anyway. Or maybe if your dad didn't legitimately just fucking hate you, he would have been able to have this as Kate. But he's a dick. 
it's you need another so dick. Well. Uh-huh. The dress is selling so well that Lee offers for Nate to be head designer for the entire uh-huh. new fall line for Castle. Yep. Seriously, why did Lee hate his daughter so much? Because I feel I like if he loved that so much, if he had just taken one look at her little book of sketches, he probably would have offered her that opportunity too. Probably. But he but... just hates her. <laughs> He didn't even look at her book or make any effort to speak to her until she got fired. Yep. But your guy. A plus dad. Yeah. What's that? Your guy. (laughs) Oh, Colin Mockery comes in. And I don't care who Colin Mockery is playing. He's Colin Mockery. Well, they didn't even change his name. His (laughs) name is Colin Frost. The lead designer of a rival apparel company. And, you know, nothing says creative like Lee Castle heading Castle and Colin Frost heading Frost. (laughs) Well, you know what's great is that when Colin Mockery is there in the store and Lee calls him Colin, I legitimately thought he was playing himself. And I'm like, why is Colin Mockery playing himself in a movie about fashion where he's looking at women's clothes i was really confused and i was like oh you're not you okay got it you're you're an evil guy got it got it got it yep at first we're supposed to believe that he's just there to check out the new product and the new designer and kind of trade snide barbs with lee but really he's just there to berate his partner in crime and possibly lover Elise for letting mm-hmm. Castle produce a piece that's selling so well because they were trying to get Lee to sell the company to Frost. Mm-hmm. But if they have a successful piece that is making a lot of money, he is in less financial ruin and more likely to sell. Yeah. Their little Elise and Colin's little exchange in the car was gross and evil and wonderful, I think. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see you guys make out or anything because she tries to kiss him and he's being pouty so he doesn't kiss her and I'm glad. (laughs) But they work together. Like, Elise deserves a Colin rather than uh, than a Lee. He's so grossly perverted and I love it. (laughs) Yep. Like, Colin Mockery could be in anything, and I'd be happy, honestly. Yeah. But she says that this new fall line could be absolute ruin for Castle because they're cutting it all in-house. And if it fails in some way, then it's more likely that he will sell the company after that than it would have been if they had never had a good selling piece at all. And she is 100% right about that. Cutting is so expensive and cutting an entire line is millions of dollars of. Wow. See things I didn't know, but yeah, she would know that because she's been running this company. (laughs) She would. Um, We've gotten a few different scenes of Lee being all, like, sad and hangdog about how people used to care and they Mm. used to love working here. But his actions speak so much louder than his words. And Mm -hmm. he clearly doesn't give a fuck about his company or about people feeling like family so he can fuck right off. He has this whole nice scene with Nate where he had no time to spend with Kate when she showed up. (laughs) But he's got all of this time to let Nate into this special design room with this special key that only the two of them have and Mm -hmm. have this like 
huge mentor mentee moment about how he lost his passion for designing when his late wife died. And you know Mm. what? He can fuck even further off because this is something that he should have said to and shown to his daughter. Yep. But it also completely gives off the impression that he just sponges off his wives because he said that Amanda was like a big part of the company first. And it's like, oh, and then after Amanda died, I didn't have the heart or passion for designing and manufacturing until I married another woman to take over all the work for me. <laughs> like, you little man, baby. Yeah, he's... <sighs> It's not even to be offensive to the wife, mom, person, but, like, I don't give a shit. Can you grow up for five seconds, please, and be a man? Can you do that? Like, you know what? It actually really makes sense that Kate and Lee are father and daughter because they're both very much like, no, but my life is awful and I can't do anything and nobody will just, like, do it and let me do what I want to do or, like, do my job for me or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's just, like... I'm tired of you whining. Like, it sucks that your wife died, but you know what? You have a daughter who you should have been taking care of because she also lost a mom and you haven't done that. So you standing here whining about how you didn't have the passion for design anymore. So you married some other woman so she would do it for you. You are like the worst person in the universe. Here's my argument. He never had the passion for design. Amanda used to do everything and then she died and then he just married someone else who would do everything. Yep. But he never did anything. That's my, except knock off the girl's skirt. I was going to say, okay, so was it, she was wearing this, is that the skirt that his wife was wearing? Is that what he said? He was, she was wearing a skirt like it. And then he did a knockoff of the skirt (laughs) because the intellectual property is. (laughs) No, let's not do that. No, Um, let's not. But I get what you're saying. And so he has no talent for anything at all. But he's mad that Colin wants to knock off his knockoffs. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's okay. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, Lee tells Nate that he was hoping Kate would have taken over Castle one day, but it can't happen because she hates him. It's like, Uh no, it can't happen because when she got here, you made no effort to take care of her in any way. Like, he does this thing over and over where he takes responsibility technically, but I don't think he gets why it's his fault. Yeah. It's like, he pushed her away because she reminded him of his dead wife, Uh and literally the picture was just Portia Doubleday. So... (laughs) But it's like, yeah, that's what happens when you make a kid with somebody. They might look like your late spouse. Yeah, that doesn't... So what if she was 10? Were you just going to be like, no, but I cannot be around you because you remind me of my dead wife. It's like, yeah, but daughter, hi. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That night, Elise, Tannis, and Simone break into Nate's computer and send a file of the fall collection to Colin Frost while having the most expository conversation about how they're (laughs) specifically there to steal the files, how she's having an affair with Colin, and that that they are the ones who lied and got Kate fired. And I'm sure that's not gonna bite them in the ass ever no not at all i don't know that there's a couple of things i don't know if i understand because like i think it was maurice right you said that um put the like spyware whatever thing on the computer for nate i don't think that's how that works because wouldn't that mean that nate was being recorded the entire time that he was there 
Uh, it might just be that when the file was accessed and uh, exported, that it automatically started to record. Interesting. I don't, I, I mean, I know nothing about that. So I was just like, in my I, mind, I was just like, I don't think that's how that works, but maybe, meh, I don't know. But Tannis does find a tampon in Nate's drawer and just kind of looks at it and goes, hmm. I'm like, you didn't yeah. think that was weird, sweetie? Okay, cool. <laughs> Not worth bringing up to mom and no. sis, of course. No, why wouldn't she? <laughs> um, the ball thing happens. Oh, Nate finds okay. out he has to be there. And instead of making an excuse to Daniel that literally she doesn't want to have their date at a family event, she just decides to show up as Nate, do uh-huh. the interview, and then quick change into Kate. And you know mm-hmm. what? Hilarity does not ensue. <laughs> Well, I also, because, okay, her, her plan is that she's going to just be there as Nate just for that beginning moment, do the interview, and then not be Nate again for the rest of the night. And that would make sense, because then she'd only have to put on her girl makeup one time. Except what they try to, and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but what they try to sell us is that this girl shows up as a boy with only the makeup that's supposed to be, you know, like making her look like a boy, and then does her makeup to be this pretty princess girl with, I'm sorry, a, a dress that was probably supposed to be for a little child because it's like it's a tutu. Can we stop? It's a with tutu, that? yeah. Yeah, like tutus. I like the long tutus. I think the long tutus are really cute. Not the like really poofy, but that same material. But anyway, that's getting completely sidetracked. My point is, she comes in with her princess dress and her princess makeup as Kate, and then she goes back and changes back into Nate, or is supposed to be changing back into Nate, I believe. I don't know if she ever actually fully does. She does. Yes, she does. So you're telling me this girl spent 30 minutes putting on makeup, 30 minutes wiping makeup off, 30 minutes putting... No, that's not how makeup works, though. Well, it's not even just makeup. It's prosthetics. Yeah, but like girl makeup alone takes about 30 minutes and I'm sure prosthetics probably takes on takes even longer. So it, did they did like did Daniel just go, oh, she's standing me up. She stood me up and she's not going to be here. Wah, wah, wah. And then, oh, you're here. I had one half dance with you and it got real awkward because your dad's there and I probably should have realized this was a bad idea. And then you ran off and then I just didn't think you like ditched me because you'd been gone for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah well daniel thinks that kate's standing him up so he calls her only for nate's oh. phone to immediately ring maurice kind of notices and then lets it go <laughs> yep maurice isn't really the brightest either and you know what you know how richard and bella have all these different phone lines why didn't they give kate and nate two different phones would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because this is the second time this happened to Kate, where it was just like, oh shit, you're calling me right fucking now. Um, She should have probably brought it up, but you know, why? It yep, wouldn't have exactly. been so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everything just happens at this ball, though. Yep. Uh, Lee finds out that Nate's resume is a lie because one of the people he supposedly worked for was at the ball and said, I don't know who that is. Yep. Uh, Kate runs into Lee as Kate and has the most awkward reunion in the world. And, you know, Lee finds out someone who works for him is trying to sleep with his daughter. (laughs) Not awkward at all. I'm sure it's going to be just fine in the future, probably. (laughs) 
finds out that Lee is looking for Nate and mid change in I don't know exactly where this is happening. Yeah, the, me neither. The basement cellar sewer janitor's closet. <laughs> no, it's it's a very huge space. It is, yeah. It's but, and it looks underground like a parking lot would be, but it's not a parking lot, so it's very strange. Exactly. Uh <laughs> Kate, while changing in a little room, overhears that Elise is the person leaking design files in exchange for a partnership at Frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, in between, Colin calling Elise a wicked, wicked girl. And oh, so gross. So gross. So gross. But at least woman would have been better. <laughs> this is actually where I started to feel for Elise slightly. Because... Uh-huh. If she is exchanging this for a partnership at Frost, it means that she's not a partner at Castle, the company mm-hmm. she runs behind her limp-dicked husband's back. Yep. So it's like, yeah, if I'm married to you and you're not letting me be a partner in the company I run while you just whine all the time, mm-hmm. maybe she's getting a better offer from him. She clearly he is in I mean, least one way. I mean, she is. <laughs> it's not particularly moral to steal the design files from Castle. I'm not saying it is, but no, but... he's an asshole. So I don't and, feel sympathetic for him in this situation. And clearly he's been stealing designs his entire career anyway. So kind of had it coming. Yeah. But it's just like, if she's doing all of the work, and you're not offering her a partnership, I can yeah. absolutely understand why a woman that seems that determined would go to someone who understands her worth as a businesswoman and not just as somebody to have sex with. Yeah, and I had so much respect for her as a mother because her daughters are not really good at their jobs. I mean, they, that one outfit they created was cute, but they can't do their jobs, right? Let's be honest. But she will not leave them behind. She says, she brings them up and says that they need to be part of it as well. And you know what? She might be the villain in this movie, I guess. She gives a shit about her kids. Says a lot more than we can say about Lee. Because Lee doesn't give a shit about his wife or his stepdaughters or his actual daughter. So I'm on her side. I want her and her kids to win. Yeah, this is the one thing that I can say about it, though. I think the second that Colin Frost signs that paperwork, she's not fucking him ever again. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this is the part of the movie that pisses me off, because Elise is a very smart woman. She is very good at what she's doing, and I mean both running the company and being evil. (laughs) Um... However, she hears, well, they hear a noise because Kate is Kate. And so, of course, she does something stupid. Um, And she walks all the way to the open door space and doesn't look inside of the room. And I hate that. Even though Mm -hmm. that room is the only place down there that had a light on. Yep. It is literally the dumbest thing, and it made her look so stupid, but she is not stupid. And then she tells Colin to go back up first before she goes, and I legitimately thought she was sending him up so that she would walk back and see who the fuck was in that room and deal with it without him there. 
And then she doesn't even do that. And I was really just frustrated because it's like, oh, the pretty blonde has to win and get it. Not, I mean, honestly, I don't know what Elise would have done in that situation anyway. It's not like she was going to kill her, you know, but she would have found out that, that Kate is Nate and Nate is Kate. And then she could have ran with that to Lee before Kate had any opportunity to talk to her about anything. Exactly. Like, after all of the very smart, very capable things that Elise did this entire movie, all of a sudden now she makes the dumbest mistake in the world. Yeah. And I was really upset with that choice that they made. And I get why they made the choice, because how the hell else would Kate win? But I didn't want her to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, Colin gives Lee the idea that Nate gave him all of the fall design files and mm-hmm. Lee is already mad at Nate because I he's mean existing because exactly. <laughs> they find out that he's not even getting paid <laughs> so Lee fires him and he runs away crying but gasp as Daniel <laughs> is trying to chase him out she loses her high heel because it's Cinderella Oh, and that's exactly the point. I literally have a no light. I can't believe you tricked me into watching a Cinderella movie complete with the shoe falling off. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. um, Kate finds out that Frost does have the fall line designs and she's sitting there crying to Bella about how Frost is stealing her intellectual property. Mm-hmm. But since Lee has been bragging this entire movie about making knockoffs... <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. But she finally remembers that Maurice put spyware on the computer to protect her designs and calls him. Mm-hmm. And the cutest he, moment in the whole movie happens, but go ahead. I <laughs> adore that even though all of that happened, mm-hmm. he was still just like, Yeah, no, I trust you. You're my you're like, you're my dude, and yeah. I am coming to. Yep. He, the the fact that Daniel and Maurice have their little, I think it's French, right? French it conversations French. that no one else understands is really cute. So cute. And the, yeah, and the fact that Maurice grabs him by his vest and says, come with me. And Daniel just does. No questions asked. I'm, I, you know, I want that movie too. I want two spinoffs of this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Their romance would have made me so happy, and I'm glad to agree. Yeah, but bringing Daniel along tips off Tannis and Simone that something might be up, and they follow them. And because of this movie, (laughs) even though they are the least subtle people in the entire world, Maurice Mm -hmm. and Daniel don't notice. Nope. Yeah, maybe we need to have a conversation about who is the dumb one in this movie actually because the mm-hmm. obvious answer is Tannis but I don't know <laughs> um, oh Tannis never would have done anything if Simone hadn't dragged her along to true. it true very true there. but um <laughs> Daniel tags along because he's figured out that Nate is Kate and he uh-huh. has kept the shoe and <laughs> they have what I'm sure they think is a very adorable moment in which yeah. they recreate their first flirt where he puts a shoe on her foot and she's mm-hmm. all like, oh, but she's still dressed as Nate. Mm-hmm. And then he kisses her. And the fact that 
after this entire movie, he has not been able to kiss her when they were on a date, when they were on another <laughs> date, when she first tried to kiss him. But he can now do it when she's wearing prosthetics and facial hair. <laughs> Says something about Daniel that I don't know if he's ready for. No, I don't think he is either. His poor little brain it couldn't handle it. But it could explain how it has been five years. And I'm not saying finding out that your partner was cheating on you is an easy thing to get over. But the fact that it's been five years and he's literally never done anything in those five years with anyone, yeah. maybe he has been starting to go, huh. <laughs> you know, the best times I have is when I go to the gay clubs with Maurice. What does that mean? <laughs> Oh, love it. But <laughs> they kiss, and her yeah. prosthetic nose is just washing <laughs> on his face, and it's so bad. It's so gross. But like, he's still trying to convince him, like, oh, no, but I thought you like girls, and I thought you like... And it's like, oh, honey, he can feel your nose under your nose. The chick is up, babe. <laughs> yeah, but she's having a melty girl moment, because oh, he's kissing me, finally. Yeah, and Maurice is just scandalized because <laughs> Daniel is going behind his back with a boy he likes. And <laughs> he didn't even have histrionics. It was just like, Daniel, you knew I liked him. <laughs> but it wasn't like, oh, Daniel, you're kissing a boy? Or no! how dare you? I like that boy. It's Ooh. like, good. So, okay, good so for you. <laughs> has it happened? before then that's what we need to think about here has it been a thing that daniel has done after a few too many drinks at the gay club who knows i'm thinking about that all night after this podcast (laughs) Um, you're welcome and when he finds out that nate is kate he puts his hand to his lips and goes kate it's the (laughs) worst acting i've ever seen in anything he's so precious he is i'm not mad (laughs) She takes off all of her prosthetics and he informs her, you know, you're the first woman I've been attracted to since Hilary Swank. No. It's it's so cute. It's adorable. Yeah. But yeah, Maurice is the brains of this whole operation and yeah, I buy it because like Daniel sure as fuck wasn't going to be and clearly Kate is incapable of life, so. Yeah. They... They look into the computer and find out that uh, Tannis, Simone, and Elise were the ones who stole the designs. Mm -hmm. And that they have to tell Lee. And Daniel says that it's in poor dint. And it's like, no, don't do that. Speak French. (laughs) Uh, When Kate says that Lee doesn't believe her, Maurice's response is, well, it's just because you assumed a fake identity and have been living a double life. (laughs) And she gives them a very Nate look. And I'm like, I'm kind of here for this. If you're going to be Kate, but still be Nate, I'm happy. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hopefully she's actually grown some balls as a woman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, But see, Maurice, I think this is where he, yeah, he he tells them that that her line is safe. Because that, I believe, that whole I'm protecting your shit with the spyware thing. And so I have, actually, I don't, I don't understand how that works either, but he's basically switched out the line for his alien chic. Yeah, this <laughs> the file that said fall designs was literally just his designs for alien chic and not Nate's designs for the fall line. When Elise sent the files over, she didn't check them to make sure they were the real files. She just saw fall line and sent it over. 
what the only confusing thing about that for me is that like Kate was Kate Nate was the one that was working on it right so has Nate not seen them either because she's clearly I, I don't know what to call her anymore she's clearly surprised by this and I'm like so she's never seen it isn't this the computer that Nate was using I thought well she forgot that they weren't in there she ah. forgot because she thought well they have my design she didn't think oh yeah well I remember that there's a decoy she was upset that her stuff got taken yeah it, well we needed her to be dramatic and bring Maurice into it and you know what I'm not mad I'm not mad and I'm even <laughs> less mad when Tannis and Simone show up <laughs> They call Nate mm -hmm. in a gotcha moment and enter the store to find Kate talking with Nate's voice to them on the phone. And they're not being quiet as they're walking through the store talking to Nate slash Kate. Nope. But none of these three can hear them. That's a thing. Nope. Sure. <laughs> But yeah, their aha moment is so beautiful. It is. So beautiful. And Kate's reaction to it is to her reaction is, huh, I have to admit, I never expected you two to be the ones to figure this out. <laughs> that might be the best line Kate has in yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> and Tannis is responsive, well, we did, and you aren't. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She doesn't know either. It's fine. She's cute. Let her say what she wants. And... Even Simone doesn't completely understand what's going on because she says, don't you want to know what we want to stop us from revealing to Lee that his daughter is actually a boy? <laughs> like, okay, she, she, has, she still has no idea what's going on. She thinks no. that maybe he's, like, trans or something. I guess so, and that's the big secret. And I love that she says that, and Kate just has this really confused look of, like, what but before she can say anything maurice does a thing with his fingers that's like no no let them keep going yeah. <laughs> play with it <laughs> this is fine which is the best thing that happens because they're their own downfall mm -hmm. well we saw that coming right <laughs> well they really want to get into this press conference that uh castle and frost are hosting mm -hmm. but nate can't get in and kate can't get in but mm -hmm. Tannis and Simone say, we'll get you in so you can tell Colin that he has to hire us. Which must mean they don't trust Elise to tell mm. Colin to do that. That's true. Which is kind of sad because, like I said earlier, she's actually a good mom. Yeah. The plan but, makes absolutely no sense. Well, they want... Um, I think they go back and forth on it, but I think it's Tannis that says, yeah, and you have to say that we're awesome. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. That's going to get you on the frost line. That's all it takes. They're awesome. <laughs> to be fair, Nate does absolutely everything that they asked for. That is true. He says Nate he's does. not taking a job that he wasn't offered and says that they should hire them and that they're awesome. Yep. So, all they asked for. <laughs> Good on you, Nate. <laughs> but the entire plan is that Kate is going into the press conference as Nate, right? Mm-hmm. But then there are samples of the fall line. Two samples. And then Kate acts like she's going to get into them, even though she's going to be Nate. And they yep. buy it. I don't yep. know why. I think they started to make Simone way stupider. But I think it was one of those, like, she's so blinded by, no, you're not going to trick us. We're going to do this. We're going to win. 
And so, especially because mom's not there to tell them exactly what to do. Like Simone's really good at following directions that Elise gives them, but she's not good at coming up with her own plans. It doesn't seem like, so I think she's just blinded by her own, like, no, I'm smarter than this. So I'm not going to get tricked. So she doesn't catch it. I think that's what's going on. Like Tannis is stupid, so she's not going to catch it. But And Kate does do the, but I am so sad thing. Yep. So I think she falls for it. Yep. <laughs> Which, but you know what? Smart move. There are two samples of alien mm-hmm. chic that they go to change into, and they apparently don't think, wow, this can't possibly be the fall line. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't the I... fall line buttons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay. they don't think of it. They don't, and I'm gonna have to say it, I thought they were really cute. I loved Alien Chic. I would wear Alien Chic in the 90s and be so excited about it. Like, I want Alien Chic to come back. (laughs) I think the problem, the main problem with Alien Chic is that the underdresses were a little too puffy and the belts were a little too tight. So it made them look like they had rolls underneath. If the underdresses had been more fitted, then it would have looked way better. Well, these were also samples made, right, that were supposed to fit like a size double zero model. And these girls, I'm not saying they're fat, but they are not double zero models. They have some meat on their bones, so it wouldn't fit them right. So I I like that they kept that at least. Based on what we saw Tannis and Simone designing earlier, though, with the sequins and the leopard and the prince, Mm -hmm. I think they would have looked at this and went, yeah, this, this sounds reasonable. Yeah. And and God, I'm apparently like a 20 year old because I loved their designs and I love Alien Chic. I'm into it. Oh. Colin <laughs> arrives to the press conference and gets out of the car and does like a weird pervert face tongue thing for oh. about four seconds. The scene means nothing. It wasn't important to have in the movie, but I feel like maybe that scene was supposed to be something and then it, they took it out. But they were like, no, that's funny. We can't. We, the tongue thing has got to stay in. Well, it's Colin Walkery as Colin Walkery 100% in that exact moment. That is yeah. what he did, I feel like, pretty much every episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? So I loved it. it. Yeah, it meant nothing, but I'm so glad that they kept it. It was mm-hmm. disgusting, but it was wonderful. Um, they break into the press conference, uh, Maurice and Nate. Mm-hmm. And Maurice is absolutely the bro you need in your life though because this would get him fired yeah and he completely risks it to help kate expose elise and he does it so dramatically too because when they're going to play the video i know i'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit here but maurice pushes the girls out of the way and just stands there and presses a button on his ipad it's like sweetie why did you have to step closer to do that you could have done that from the back of the room but it would be less dramatic so (laughs) yeah um Tannis and Simone come out in alien chic and everyone laughs at them, oh. even though they are ridiculously beautiful girls. And honestly, it's not that bad. No. Um, but one of my other favorite lines happens there because as everyone is laughing at them, Simone says, don't laugh, peasants. And I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> not my absolute favorite line, but probably second. Um, They play the video of the exposition from back when they stole the fall line design design files and oh we mm. got kate and this is a very serious moment everyone in the room is gasping 
And Simone still takes the moment to tell Tannis that she should cut her bangs. Yep. Like their futures aren't at stake here. Yeah. (laughs) It's cute. I don't know. I don't think these girls could do anything that would make me not adore them. Like, and Simone is a bitch, but like a cute one. So I don't know. It's okay. This movie needed both of them so much. Yeah. Um. Elise starts to freak out and Nate reveals himself to be Kate, which is mm-hmm. funny because we there was a lot of makeup. There were sideburns, there was a prosthetic nose, there were a lot of weird things. Mm-hmm. And then Nate just takes off the wig and glasses and all of a sudden looks exactly like Kate. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, lol. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, they at least didn't add on girl makeup in that scene which I kind of wish they had because I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody okay I can't I can't start because I'm gonna offend people but if you have blonde eyebrows I'm terrified of you I'm sorry I just am you gotta line that shit in I'm sorry like I have the bushiest eyebrows I've had a unibrow when I before I started plucking but you know what you do when you have problems with your eyebrows you fix them she's kind of terrifying without (laughs) some nice eyebrow makeup done you know and she's a pretty girl, but I don't like the eyebrow thing. Okay, rant over. God. <laughs> uh, Kate bluffs that if Elise doesn't agree that she did this, that she is going to play a second video that she doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And the second she says it, Maurice acts like he's going to press a button on something that doesn't <laughs> exist, but he seems a little bit panicked about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you know what? It's so funny because he does have some really shitty acting moments, except that that is really believable. He does that really well. Cause he does the, like, I'm being confident. Yes. I will pl- press play, but also what the fuck are you saying? We don't have another video. And he yeah. does it really well. <laughs> and well enough that Elise gives in. Mm-hmm. Lee kicks her out and she says that he'll regret it, but he won't because he can easily replace her with yet another woman in his life to run his company for him like any good man baby would. Oh, congratulations, Lee. But you know what? It leads to one of my, or no, not one of my absolute favorite line in this movie. Oh, God. Um, no. Yes. Yes. What, 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 what happens with Colin? You lead me into it because he, Lee confronts Colin too, right? About, oh no, uh, Kate says to Colin that, you know, he gets to have this, the alien chic line as his new fall line. And the girls are excited about it, I think. And Colin is very much not excited about it because he's stuck with this and now he's screwed and he knows that. And as he is trying to leave and pushing the girls out with him he says to them move you bobbleheads from hell i loved it so much i want to call somebody that someday so badly yeah (laughs) i hope i will get the opportunity i'm just glad that you didn't say the other line oh which is the other no it's the worst line in the movie oh um Kate and Lee talk about, you know, how deep and emotional this moment is, even though I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. And she says, I wish mom were here. Oh, God. And he's like, I think she is. It's like, oh, no, God. No, if, you're, if mom is here, she's sending fireballs on you from heaven and spitting <laughs> on your grave. You think mom wants to watch you treat her daughter like shit until all of a sudden she's making you money? You fuck mm-hmm. yeah is I that the line you saw was my man. favorite line 
I thought that's what you were leading into. Oh, like, tell yeah, me she's being no. sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, no. It makes sense now, though, right? <laughs> um, then Daniel comes back with a bunch of models that I guess they just had lying around wearing sure. all of the ball design lines. And you know what? They're nice. The, they're cute, but yeah. no wonder Prada didn't want her. They are not original ideas. No, it's they are nice office clothes that hopefully would be affordable that people who actually work in an office somewhere <laughs> would buy it, you know, or could buy it. Um, but yeah, they're they're not original. They're nothing special. Like they're cute, but they're not special. No. But we cut to six months later, and Kate's running things, and it's so yeah. Oh my god! Uh, she introduces a new chick that they're hiring to Maurice, and says if they ever go out dancing together, she should pick the club, which is the advice Daniel had given to her. Which mm. I think means she still doesn't realize that Maurice took Nate there because Nate was a gay man he was trying to bang. <laughs> yep. Huh. No, Kate doesn't understand things. She's just like ditzy and do do do. I don't know what's happening. But I'm really good at fashion and styling, except, you know, kind of, but not really all that great. <laughs> but she's wearing a really ugly dress, by the way, in this last scene where she is running a fashion company. It is what I'm going to call a vomit bag dress. <laughs> the color is vomit color. And it is a bag. That is what she's wearing. It is a bag with pockets and it makes her look frumpy. And she also doesn't have great posture. I feel like I'm just tearing this poor woman apart. She's a very beautiful girl, but she doesn't walk right in heels. And she has weird posture because I think she's uncomfortable in her heels. And dude, I probably am too. But it makes the dress look even uglier because of that. It's literally like there is no shape to it. The shape is vomit bag. I don't think the color was that bad. I think that because she is so thin and flat and pale and her hair mm. is so pale, I think that she needed something a little more structural and a little less close Mom to the color of her skin <laughs> uh. and hair. Like something that contrasted from the rest of her so it wasn't just like yeah. that. But we find out that she and Daniel are still dating, and I care so little. Not only do I care so little, but the girl, the new girl that they've they're hiring on, says, um, "Oh my God, that's Daniel, whatever his last name is. Um, I love his shoes, blah blah blah, and and like how her his shoes are so wonderful." And she says something about like, "Yeah, not just his shoes," and then goes over and kisses him at work. It is a professional environment, bitch. You don't make out with your boyfriend at work. Also, your dad's right there. You realize this, right? What the fuck was this? Her like, he's mine, bitch. Back off, moment. Is that what just happened? Also, Castle is a brand. It's mm -hmm. not like a JC Penny and you can go in and buy different brands of shoes. Castle is a yeah. brand. So yeah. what do you you don't know the names of the person who <laughs> designed true. your Nikes? <laughs> no. Oh. Like, what the fuck? Maybe I should. No. But yeah, it it made no sense and it made me just like this is not a professional environment you're running here. This yeah, is and not okay. <laughs> I think that if the movie had ended at the fashion show, 
Mm -hmm. I would have been happy. I think everything that happened after uh, Nate got fired was Mm -hmm. actually good. Like, really Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Until that six months later shit, which I had no interest in. Yeah. I rarely have interest in things that they do like that at at the end of movies. Where they say, you know, however many years later or months later or whatever. Usually, I'm like, okay, don't care. You yeah. could, you should have left that out. Yeah. Um, are you ready for a final rating? I am. Oh. <laughs> um, I gave it a 70. Hmm, okay. I really like the movie. The acting isn't all great, but I think most of it is charming. The evil characters are fun. Most of the friends are fun. But the emotional core of the movie is supposed to be Kate and Lee. And while Kate became more entertaining when she stopped acting like Kate, the emotional beats never hit. No. I gave it a 58 um, because I will literally, like, the only way you could have made me watch this movie was this podcast and me not knowing that it was a Cinderella movie. But... As much as I hate movies like this, I guess, at least it was funny. Um, There were some great characters. Tannis is my, like, I want to see her in everything. I wonder if this actress has actually done anything else similar to this. That would be fun to watch. But Colin Mockery was in it. That was fun. Like, Maurice was wonderful. Richard was wonderful. I wish we saw more of Richard, actually. Um, And Elise was literally the best villain that I've seen in this type of movie ever she's she was perfect it was spot on um they made me laugh I was entertained but I literally never want to watch this movie again except for maybe like that one scene and that one scene only and it has nothing to do with anything having to do with the movie and it's like two seconds (laughs) I'm right there with you and I thank you for watching it with me I don't thank you for making me Uh (laughs) uh-huh I won't feel the same about your pick next time. <laughs> Oscar from 1991 starring Sylvester Stallone and Marisa Tomei. You might be like the sixth or seventh person to ever have seen that movie along with myself and my family. So I'm very curious what you will think. Uh, in the meantime, guys, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter at Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.